Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Affirm Films and Sony Pictures Animation present The Star, the fully animated story of the first Christmas told through a whole new set of eyes. Bo the donkey and his stable of animal friends follow the star to become some unlikely heroes. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. What's his name? His name is Jesus. The Star, now playing. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. More information is available at thestarmovie.com. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today, we are going to talk about two childhood diseases. Okay, before we even get started with this, I want you to know that um, we're talking about this because um, like apparently measles are going around. So we're going to talk about the measles and the chicken pox. And obviously the chicken pox come around in the spring generally, and this time of the year is more the measles. But before we get started, I wanted to say that I don't know how many of you are aware of the fact that so, oh, we've, we've got so many new people joining our podcast and they haven't had time to go back and listen to the very first podcast. I think it was called, What is Homeopathy? Or How Do I Use Homeopathy? And then scroll up and listen to the podcast on the way up. They're kind, they're kind of in chronological order in the sense that of my stories, okay? <laughs> when I started, I had 19 grandchildren, and I now have 31. I just, I just announced that, I believe. But I have 31 grandchildren now. And so it's been three years. I've had that many grandbabies in three years. And so as I talk and tell stories, you're going to get kind of confused. <laughs> it's like, what? Who is this lady? She doesn't know what she's talking about. So anyway... I, I did a course, um, we've been putting courses up, and some of them have been more organized than others. The crash course on homeopathy, how to use mom, you know, the homeopathy for mommies crash course, that is basically um, homeopathy 101. It's 10 audios that walk you from what is homeopathy and how do I use it, all the way through all every remedy in the homeopathy for mommies book. and. So I tell people, if you want to know about homeopathy, listen to that. Because I tell stories and I explain like the process that I had to go through to learn about homeopathy. And so when I put that together, I said I wish somebody would have had something like this they could, hand it, they could have handed to me. Because I spent four years reading books that were so far over my head, I had no idea even what the language meant. And then I, I asked my husband to order that Gould's Medical Dictionary, and I looked, started looking up words. Because the thing about homeopathy is that much of the language is very archaic. It's so old-fashioned, you've never heard half these terms before. I tried to dummy that down in, in the Homeopathy for Mommies book, and where there were words that, like I say, were cons- are considered archaic, I tried to put the meaning behind it. But once in a while, you know, I finally did start getting used to some of the language. And so sometimes I didn't put the meaning in parentheses behind it. But that's the process I went through. It was difficult. And I never cried because I would call my homeopath and say, what does this mean? And he would tell me. And he would tell me stories. And he was so helpful. He just literally held my hand. And he'd say, okay, read this book now. And I said, but it's so hard. I don't get it. You will. 
You eventually will. It'll sink in. And so that's the process I went through, folks. So I tried to make it easier because I'm a homeschool mom and I want everyone to know about homeopathy. That's why we did this stuff. We, that's why we put up the website. That's why we're doing the, the podcast. That's why we did the crash courses. And every one of these courses, okay, yes, everyone needs to make a living. And I do pot, free podcasts and I have the book out there and I sell the book. It's a full color book. We don't make that much money. We do make a little bit. But the point is, is in the courses, I can actually say things that I can't say on these podcasts. So that was what prompted that in the first place. And so as, you know, things progress and it's all coming together, it's just, it's, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for all the people that God has put in my path that took over my website and just started promoting things and marketing things and getting it out there. Now so many more people know about this. It is just wonderful. And like I say, the emails and stuff that come in, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful because I, I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> and every time I start to get super tired, I'll get an awesome email that just perks me up again. And so I thank you. But the point is, is we're going to talk about these childhood diseases because there's so many young mothers that are afraid of these diseases. And I, I don't, I just want to ex- ex- explain the process of disease. I'm not going to say, yes, there are vaccinations out there for the measles. There are vaccinations for the chicken pox. There's vaccinations for this and vaccinations for that. And these young mothers are being pressured by their parents who vaccinated their children. And their parents, the grandmas, I, I'll tell you, it's some of the grandmas are the meanest. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, you better immunize that kid, vaccinate that kid or else. You know what I mean? And young parents tend to cave. And I say they cave because even though they have the research in hand that proves statistically that homeoprophylactically immunizing their children is more efficient than vaccinating with absolutely no side effects versus tons of side effects, they will still tend to cave if their parents tell them they need to. And that makes me really, really sad. Because why have middle-aged people become so bitter and hard that they're not even willing to look at the facts you know it's like why did we become this way and I really think it well, no homeopathically okay from the perspective of understanding human nature once we become hardened and we've done things that oh maybe we would take back if we could but we can't so we become hard to it it's the saddest thing it's just so so sad and, you know, it's just kind of like you watch that movie Moses, you know. <laughs> Once Pharaoh became hardened, he was, there was a moment he wanted to recant and let Moses and the Israelites go, right? But then by the hardness of his heart, he recanted. No, 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 forget it. you got to get back here. <laughs> but that's what happens to us, and that's human nature. And so we have to work really, really hard to be humble, to be sweet, and to ask for enlightenment, to ask for guidance. It's okay. It's like, you know, we're human. We're going to make all sorts of mistakes from the time we start walking to the time we die. We're going to make mistakes every single day. But there's no shame in mistakes so long as we learn from them and don't become hard from them. It's just like I beat myself up sometimes because of the way I raised my first children. It's like, no, Sue. God allowed that for a reason. You've learned from that. Yes, you're sorry because there's certain things that could have been avoided. But you know what? You learned 
and you're trying to help others. That's all God can expect of you. That's all I expect of myself. That's all I expect of my children. And, oh yes, I'm stubborn. Don't get me wrong. I'm so stubborn. I, whew, my, my husband, he's like, you're mean. <laughs> As I do say mean things. I'm, ugh, I'm tough. I'm mean. But I'll say, I'm sorry, honey. You're right. I didn't need to say that. Because everybody has their own personality. They are who they are and all this other good stuff. But learn from your mistakes and help others that are making the same mistake you are. Just say, hey guys, you know what? That's probably why I'm so efficient at what I'm doing because I have made all those mistakes. And so anyway, the childhood diseases, guys. Hahnemann wrote about it best. If you read Organon, his sixth Organon, he writes about how, um, well, measles, he, he writes that measles are actually the very best childhood disease to get, period. Okay, because it goes through every single stage of illness. When when a child is exposed to the measles, because it's you know the, the measles runs it's seven to fourteen days before they become symptomatic. All right, so from the time they're exposed to that virus, their body goes through the incubation period, and as that virus incubates in their body to the point where they actually become symptomatic, their body has gone through a series of stages. Okay, and it's gearing up because it's got to fight this virus so it's gearing up to fight and it's going to start running a fever it's going to have maybe some nausea it's going to have just all sorts of symptoms and then as the body is able to purge the virus then the rash will appear all right so it's gone from exposure through incubation to symptoms to purging and once it purges and the rash comes out then the body's got the disease under control and is going to get rid of it naturally. And Hahnemann wrote that if any child can go through the measles efficiently and effectively without interruption of that disease, they are better off. He actually encouraged parents to use no homeopathic remedies if that child should get the measles because if he could go through it without even any help, the only time he used homeopathic remedies for the measles was when the child seemed to be suffering a little bit more than he should then he would in the like cures like he would give a homeopathic remedy to help the body through that disease state which if the immune system was a little bit lower than it should be he'd, he'd boost it up see at that point um, even cystic scan would be enough just to kind of boost that immune system a little bit you know there's there's numerous remedies for the measles but that's in the world's disease we talk about that in the world's disease course world's disease and homeoprophylaxis course but the point is is the measles are a perfect disease for the body to get because he said if a child goes through the measles he will have a perfect immune system if he goes through it without any help because that and then his body does it on its own it's just amazing how the body was designed to fight these types of diseases naturally if you interrupt that disease mid-cycle with something like Tylenol or you know, worse. I don't know what else is out there anymore because I haven't used pharmaceutical anything for over 20 years. But if you don't interrupt it, they'll have a really good immune system. And and chickenpox is very similar. It's not quite as perfect as the measles, but it's pretty darn close because it still goes through the the same incubation period. It goes through that seven to 14 days. They get the the fever. They can have some nausea. They can have some other symptoms, but the symptoms aren't quite as severe as they are with the measles. But there's, there are symptoms, and then they purge the rash. 
and the itch and and then it's gone and so once your kid can go through those types of diseases in in a natural way yay i know i there's so few chicken pox running out there now because they're immunizing vaccinating not immunizing the vaccinating all these kids out there for chicken pox and they say i had i heard um one homeopath was saying that this is probably going to be as this was probably going to affect society impactually more than even the smallpox vaccination did and we're going to see see the effects of it here in about 10 years and it's going to be horrific I'm afraid because all these kids are being vaccinated for the chicken pox but anyway I just want to encourage all of you moms to please tough it out you know get your research get that homeoprophylax that world's disease and homeoprophylaxis course and listen to it take down notes there's there's um, she's got it so that as I as I talk blah 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 you know the the bullet points come up so that you have access to that for all time it's yours download it do whatever you want with it it's yours and so so it's yours use it learn it show it to your family members say hey guys really let's consider this this way of immunizing our family we all have to be on board together there was a terrible terrible news report out that one mother was put in prison because her husband wanted to vaccinate and she didn't and isn't that something I'm serious it's even ripping families apart that's how that is how I don't know that's how far our society has fallen I just it I I I can't understand that because it's not anything I've ever I don't know you know that's what's one of the things that St. Benedict taught and that's what I love about homeopathy is that we know that we can't understand anything we've never experienced okay Yes, we, we have a whole um, realm of society who have been taught how to deal with, you know, trauma victims, who have been taught how to deal with, uh, you know, like social workers, things like that, priests, pastors, things. They're taught how to deal with certain situations that they've never personally experienced themselves. But they can only rationally understand it. They can't really understand it. You see what I'm seeing? And so even in homeopathy, when someone says, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe this has happened. I just don't get it. That's true. They don't. Because that's not anything that they're about. That, that has nothing to do with them. And so when they're sitting there, an innocent bystander, watching all these horrible things around them, I just tell my kids, you know what, put on blinders. You don't need to understand this. You don't need to know what's going on out in the world. Just know about your own little family. Take care of your family. Go to work. Go to church. Pray together. Eat well. Exercise. Have fun. You know what? Just have fun. Put blinders on and don't watch what's going on in the world. Go and vote and help at the nursing home now and then. Teach your kids about charity. That's it. That's all you have to worry about. And just enjoy your life. Just don't forget to go out, walk in the woods. You know, go to the park. Do whatever it takes to just have some fun. Get the ball out. My son, he has this he's determined to get us all playing games again you know because our lives have been so busy for the last five years that we've we my husband and I used to play cribbage every night and we've got he's gone all the time now and I'm running the store and I'm doing all these things and it's like you forget how to stop and do these things it's like you know what I really can take an hour out of my life and and play a couple of games I can do this you can too so anyway my son came over and he was teaching my husband how to play backgammon and I'm like okay you guys have to teach me now but it was so exciting just to sit down and play a game of cribbage again and just it's fun and so I'm gonna try to start doing that more you know 
<laughs> and you do it with your kids too. All right. I'm going to let you guys go. I know this is a really short podcast, but I just want to explain to you how important allowing your children to get these childhood diseases is because it will build their immune system for a lifetime. And they will be happy. They will be healthy and they'll have a great immune system that can pretty much overcome anything. So don't be afraid of these diseases. These are these are wonderful. And you know, okay, you can, I mean, you can listen to that World's Disease and Homey Prophylaxis course. It's, yes, you should. It's, it's, it's very, very good. The statistics are there. The information is there. But when your kids get a virus, you know, you can go ahead and they've, they're becoming symptomatic. You can go ahead and you can, you know, if you're too afraid, you can go ahead and give them some belladonna or something like that to help their bodies fight that virus a little more quickly, a little more efficiently if you're afraid, you know, and, but don't be, you know, just don't be afraid. Put the little pickle socks on their feet if their fever gets too high. We have that in the homeopathy for mommy's book, that little recipe. And, you know, give them popsicles, lots of real fruit juice popsicles and put cool washcloths on their forehead and read to them or let them watch a good cartoon or Andy put Andy Griffith on whatever you do I don't know what what families do nowadays but just coddle up to them take care of them they're gonna remember it forever they're just gonna like oh my mommy took such good care of me when I was sick and just all these things just enjoy your family and don't be afraid of disease because there it's God's way of training the immune system it's very important to let it run its course it's very important to let children run fevers remember that fevers are a sign that the vitality is working that it's trying to kick out the illness that's why people say oh I finally outgrew those fevers you didn't outgrow those fevers your body can no longer throw you a fever so in other words a high fever means strong vitality. If you have no fever, that means your body isn't strong enough to fight that. So it's it's basically just burbling and burping and growing on the inside. It, your body can't throw it off. So you have don't think that's a sign of a good vitality. You know that you don't have fevers. Um, when you get you get a cold or flu, if your body can throw, run a fever, bam, it's gone. So. Just know that when your child is run a fever, all you're going to do is you're going to let that body run its, you let that fever run its course and help the body efficiently extract that fever. So, like I say, the pickle socks on the bottoms of the feet, you know, even even cool washcloths just on the hands to pull that heat out of the body, because, like I say, the blood goes to the internal organs to try and protect them, and that's where the virus is really incubating. And so you want to start, you want to pull that out. You want to just help that to disperse more quickly as that fever starts to rise and and like I said you know the belladonna for my son with the meningitis fantastic but don't be afraid of simple fevers guys just don't be afraid and I will say that people say oh yeah well measles are so bad because you know if a woman is pregnant um, her baby's going to be born retarded again that's scare tactics scare tactics even like the 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 that Zika virus when it went through. Again, it's a virus and babies are being born with shrunken heads. The only time that that Zika virus actually affects women who are pregnant is if their immune system is already seriously compromised, like women with AIDS or women with hepatitis or women with things like that going on. And they're already their babies already compromised even if they wouldn't be exposed to that Zika virus. And it's the same with measles. If that woman's immune system is already compromised, yes, the baby can be at risk. But that's going to—that's anywhere in this whole world. You know, we can't 
We can't fix everything with vaccinations, you know? We can't fix everything with laws and restrictions and quarantines and everything else. God's ultimately in charge. If a woman is strong, that strength extends to her child. And the, that which will be most affected from an unborn child, if the mother, now mind you, what's the chance, you know, if a mother has been allowed to, if she had the diseases when she was a child, she's not going to get them as an adult anyway. So that's the natural order of things. But we've, we've stopped all these diseases, you know, with vaccinations. And so then the mother could be at risk because she's been vaccinated, but did it hold? Now she's exposed, or whether it be to the true virus or whether it be to someone who's been vaccinated or whatever, then she may or may not be at risk if she didn't ever have that disease when she was younger, if her immune system never had a chance to evolve. So then the child could be at risk, but it's at about the fourth month, and then that which is going to be at risk will be the hearing. That's, that's, it's, it's the hearing and a child can be born deaf or with compromised hearing if the mother was exposed or had the measles when she was four months pregnant so you know those odds keep dwindling 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 so don't let the media scare you to death they use these scare tactics to line people up into those vaccination lines I'm not kidding guys you know do the research do it yourself you owe it to yourself so arm yourselves with knowledge and I know people, they're always looking at me and they're always saying, you know, mandatory vaccinations are coming down the pike. I says, you know what? Let's not worry about what isn't here now, okay? Yes, I know there are mandatory vaccinations in place in certain institutions, like for certain healthcare, you know, people who work at a, a place of business or if they um, are going to school for in the medical industry. Those are adults who can make choices for themselves. And they're not small and trying to grow up through the suppression of these vaccinations that's going to destroy their health. So don't use those situations as an excuse to vaccinate your small child. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, and I tell moms, don't tell your doctor, oh no, I don't believe in vaccinations. I'm not going to do it. Just say, ah, you know, doc, I've been doing some research. I think I'm going to hold off a bit. And say, okay, well, I want to see you back here in a year. I want to see you back here in six months. And then if they, don't worry about it. But if they call you, just say, I, yes, I've been meaning to make an appointment. I was going to get in, but you know what? We got the sniffles in the house. So I think I'm just going to hold off just a bit longer, okay? Okay, okay. And they'll forget to call you for six, eight months. You see what I'm saying? Just keep holding them off, hold them off. Don't put up the red flags by saying, I don't believe in it. Or you're going to have social services on your doorstep because you're not a responsible parent. I know. I, this does happen. So be gentle. Don't buck the system loudly. Just deal with it. Be gentle, be kind, thank people for helping you. Just explain that, ah, oh, you know, we've had the sniffles, okay? And that's usually enough, and that just pacifies them. And when they call you again, say, oh, yes, that's right, I was going to make appointments. But you know what? I'll have to do it next week or in a couple weeks because, you know, my mother's come into town, and but I'll get back to you. Thank you so much for calling. And just say it like that. And just, if you can keep squeaking out one month after another, one year after another, you know, to keep your kids from being vaccinated, you are doing them a great service and they will thank you forever. Okay. So with that, I'm going to let you go. And I thank you for listening. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. 
As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.